If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals chief fans. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside special guest Sam Allen. Special thanks to our friends over at PGC Basketball. Lead them up, Team Snap and Shot Tracker, for all their support of the Hardwood Hustle. Today, T, uh, TJ. Normally it's TJ. Today is Sam. Today, Sam, we're going to be talking about developing a pre-practice routine. Now, I've been going around and recently working with the teams that I've worked with, and, and I've been kind of going heavy on this topic of engagement and, and being focused and locked in. And I think it's a big issue in, in high school sports. You get so many players that are just kind of going through the motions, right? They're just kind of showing up and just kind of going through. But, you know, really trying to get players to be locked in. You know, if you're going to do this, like do it, right? Let, let's be great. You know, let's just not go through the motion. Let's, let's demand excellence from us. And I think that focus and engagement is kind of where it starts, right? So... So often I, I find, and almost every player I've ever met, and, and this is a conversation I've been having with my teams, almost every player I've ever met, Sam, has a pregame routine. This pregame ritual, this pregame set of activities or exercises mentally or just uh, routines that gets them closer to being in the zone. And you'll ask players, and maybe they're listen, listening to a certain set of music, a uh, common one is the bathroom, right? A lot of players going to the bathroom, kind of letting it loose, right? Mm-hmm. And and but in that stall, right, as they sit there, there's like this, you know, silence there where they can kind of focus. Some of them, uh, some players go to their car and they they sit in their car for 20 minutes. I hear, or some of them go for a walk, whatever it is. They go through this routine with the hopes of moving closer to being in the zone. Totally get it. Almost every player has one. But when I dig a little deeper, I realize that almost zero players have a pre-practice routine. For games, locked in, focused, in the zone, prepared. Crazy part, they may only play 10 minutes, Sam. They go through a whole routine for an hour, they only play 10 minutes. But practice, 75 minutes, 90 minutes, understanding that there's a direct connection between how we prepare and how we perform and knowing you're going to have 75, 90 minutes of activity, they kind of just roll out to practice. Headphones on, show up to the gym, just kind of casually put their shoes on, kind of just jog out, grab a ball, just kind of casually put up some shots. And that's their pre-practice routine. And I think it's having a huge negative impact on our development when you compare it to the fact, what would this team look like if collectively all 10, 12, 15 of us went through a routine before practice to get us in the zone so when we started practice, we were as sharp as we are on game day? It could be powerful. Adam, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. What, what do you do with the 10 minutes before practice starts can literally change your game, like your game, like – and your season, and ultimately your life. Like, it's that powerful. 
what you do the 10 minutes before practice can literally change the how, how your season plays out both from your game and your individual standpoint and your team. And ultimately, if you develop the right pre-practice routines, it could change your life. What I mean by that is you're going to become a better player. You'll, you can achieve that, that dream of playing in college because you've established a discipline to get to the practice floor early and have certain routines that are going to allow you to become a better ball handler and shooter. And that can change your life. I know that from personal experience. It's why, you know, I started blue collar basketball because I had to be that type of player. And I I worked on my pre-practice routine, you know, starting high school. And by the time I was a senior in college, I had it down to a science. Like there was a routine I had and, and I see it now and so few players do it. And it's, I love what you said too. I, when I was coaching college, we'd often have guys, I'd have guys come by the office on game day. And they go, Coach, can I get the keys to the locker room? I want to get, get some shots up. And that was the only day they'd come and get extra shots up on game day because they thought, all right, lights are on now. Now I'm going to go. It's time to go shine, get get my shot right. Like, like yo, like get your shot right every Tuesday. single day. Yeah. Why why wait till game day? And so those are they're trying to do quick fixes. We know what happens when you try to do quick fixes or get rich quick schemes. They don't work. Mm-hmm. They don't work. It takes a daily commitment. The three-minute ab hasn't produced the three-minute abs for me yet. No. <laughs> or, or maybe they have produced three-minute abs, right? It's not giving me what I need. I'm, I'm obsessed with this topic. I love it. I think it's so powerful because it can change a kid's game and their life. I, 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 it's so powerful. Like uh, About five, six years ago, I reached out to about 20 or 30 college coaching friends and some people just cold calls. And I was just picking their brains saying, hey, tell me about some of your best players you've had play for you. You know, what, what are their pre-practice routines? And I was just picking their brain. And, and there's a guy named uh, Gus Hauser. And Gus used to coach at Wofford. And, and then he was at University of Louisiana Lafayette. And Gus, Gus is out of college coaching now. But he was a friend and uh, gotten to know him. Well, he, he coached Eford Payton. That was, I think, number 10 pick for Orlando Magic. I don't yeah. know where Peyton is now. But he said, we started this with when uh, freshman or sophomore year where he started doing a pre-practice workout with them. And they did just a simple ball handling routine and, and I think some, some shooting. And it was literally 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't very long, but they did it every day. And he was the only guy that did it every day. Well, guess what? I mean, you, you're playing at a mid-major school and you're the number 10 pick. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. And he attributed a lot of that to that pre-practice routine. Interesting. You know, players, I don't think it's very impressive when you're locked in on game day. I, I, don't, I don't find that that impressive, Sam. I, I mean, I find it more if you weren't locked in on game day, there's a problem, right? So being engaged and in the zone and having that killer instinct and on game day, like that should be a given. Right, but like, what's going to separate you is if you can incorporate that and get yourself to that point every single day, right? And and from the team perspective, if everybody can do it, man, the team changes its whole outlook and its whole dynamic. So for us, we've got to get into the habit of putting some things in place and challenging ourselves to get to another level. I also find it interesting. Let's say it's a seventy-five minute practice, Sam, and you're not. You know, you just kind of roll up to practice, kind of do your thing, you just roll up to practice, right? No, no major intentionality with how you prepared and all that. Oftentimes, it's sometimes 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes 
until you start hitting your stride in practice, right? Because you're still just you're you're not loose yet. You're not mentally like focused yet. You're not in the practice yet. Yeah. You haven't developed the sweat yet. And all of a sudden, twenty minutes go by. Well, if it's an hour, a little bit more than an hour practice, that's almost a third of the practice. You're talking almost twenty, thirty percent of the practice. You you were kind of just getting going. You right? wasted it. You wasted it, mm-hmm. right? Versus someone, you know, you always hear the greats, right? They're out there practicing beforehand, right? They've already worked up the sweat prior to practice. They are mentally, like, thinking basketball, thinking fundamentals, thinking execution the moment they step to practice, right? Practice is basically just a continuation from what they've already started before practice. And, and I think from players' perspective, we've got to remember the connection between preparing and performing. We have to understand it. And the level to which we prepare will influence the level to which we perform, right? So if you just kind of go through the motion and preparation, it will have a direct reflection when it comes performance time, when the lights come on. And we've got to understand the connection. One story that I love, Sam, and I'll let you kind of continue. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, Adam Harrington, plays with, or coach with the, the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nets right now. He was with Kevin Durant for a couple years as Kevin Durant's shooting coach. They did a thing called the five-minute checkdown. Um, I don't know if that's what they called it, but that's what I called it after hearing about it. Okay? Essentially, they, they would always practice beforehand. So Adam and, and Kevin would do some work together. Before uh, practice. Before practice. Mm-hmm. right? They, they'd go and they'd go to some gym and, and they'd spend 90 minutes working on practice before they'd go to the facility for actual practice. Okay, So at that point, Kevin's already working on his game. He's, he's got his sweat up. You know, he's good. He's in the basketball mindset. They'd go to the, the facility. Before they go into the facility, they'd spend a few minutes outside basically getting Kevin's mind right before he went into the facility. So I think from that aspect, there's, and I'll explain a little bit more what he's, he, he did, but I love that he did his physical, right, the 90 minutes, but they also did some mental. So they'd sit there and they would talk about things that would potentially be distracting Kevin from being his best mentally. They would talk about uh, where the team was, as a whole, right? Like maybe, you know, where are we? You know, are we, you know, we on a four game winning streak, you know, they would also talk about what players need what on the team. Okay. So, you know, so powerful, by maybe, the way. maybe Russell would, you know, had had like two or three games in a row where he didn't play well and the media starting to hurt him and everyone's coming at Russell, you know, and they would talk about that. Adam and Kevin would talk about before he'd walk in or, or maybe Stephen Adams this, you know, whatever it is because what they wanted to do was get Kevin to the point where mentally he was ready, he was locked in but not only that, they also wanted him to be able to go in and be able to like speak the necessary things to his teammates and get them to where he needed, but he needed to know where they were, right? He needed to spend that time thinking about, now this is a high level, mature level of leadership that's taking place with what I'm saying, but I say all this because all of it is pre-practice, right? That an MVP in the NBA would spend 90 minutes practicing before practice, working on the specifics within his game. That's another thing also. Pre-practice allows you to work on specifics of your game that necessarily you don't work on when you're in the team environment, okay? But, and, and, and sorry to interject, but the, the, team, the practice – it's for the team to get better. And in, individuals get better, too, depending on the, how the coach structures it. But pre-practice is for you to get better. Mm-hmm. 
But the mental side is, I love it because he mentally was getting prepared pre-practice. He wanted to know where was the team, who did he need to address, how did he need to address Russ. You know, let's say Russ did have those couple bad games and the media was... Kevin made this point that I want to go in and like breathe some encouragement to him. Mm-hmm. Tell him I believe in him, right? Because no one else is believing in him right now. Or, or maybe... You know, we, we're on a four-game winning streak, and we're getting a little complacent. Like, I, I want to think about that, right? Because I want to go in, and I want my tone and my message to my teammates in our conversation to, hey, we got to keep working. Hey, we, we still got a lot to improve on, right? We, we haven't made it yet, despite the four wins. All pre-practice, Sam. Mm-hmm. Pre-practice. Yeah, and Adam, some coaches and players may be listening to this at the high school level. And they're saying, Adam, Sam, yeah, that, that sounds great. But, you know, the girls practice before the guys practice, and we hit the floor right away, and we don't really have time to get on the floor and have a pre-practice routine because we're tight on time. That's a real challenge for yeah. high school coaches, yep. right? Well, then your pre-practice routine may look different on days you can't get the floor. You can be in the locker room going through a ball hand routine, and when you're going through the ball hand routine, you're getting your mind right by doing a, a similar thing like the five-minute checkdown. Wow, by the way, that is powerful. That, I love what you shared there. That is really powerful. And maybe yours isn't going to be as advanced as KD's. Maybe yours is simply walking yourself through what, what you need to do that day. Maybe that's where you need to start, and you, you can't turn your attention to others like KD did by, by being outward focused. But – have a routine. That's that's the key to this yeah, whole thing. T- t- take a ball and go down the hallway in in in, in the school, right? Yeah. Like like and, and get your right hand good, and then get your left hand good, and, and and start working on different things, and get a couple little stretches in, and, and get a couple little flexibility. You know, roll something out with the roller. Like get into this routine where you're preparing. So when practice starts at five, that's not when things start for you. I started much earlier, and if you if you don't have ten minutes, you don't have a life. <laughs> like you, you have 10 minutes we have time for whatever we make time for. And if you say your game, your season, your team matters, you'll find the time. And if you don't, well, that says what you, where your priorities lie. It's like studying for a test. You wait till morning of to cram in and, Oh, I'm going to study now. You ain't, you're not going to do good. <laughs> like have some discipline study leading up to it. You know, and I'm, I probably don't need to give academic advice. I, you know, did a lot of late night cramming myself. But it's all about routines. Pre-practice routines are critical to your success. Absolutely. So, players, we hope that this episode served as a, uh, uh, an encouragement. And you can take the momentum from this episode and ride it and continue building on it to incorporate and uh, implement some pre-practice routines within your game uh, to help you get better. We appreciate you listening. We'd love for you to share this with your teammates. Uh, You can always tweet us at hardwood underscore hustle. I am Adam, joined by Sam Allen. We are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time.